an annual rate of 10.5% in January after 10.8% in December. Loan dynamics continued the path of gradual recovery observed since the beginning of 2014. The annual rate of change of loans to non-financial corporations increased to 0.6% in January 2016, up from 0.1% in December 2015. Developments in loans to enterprises continue to reflect the lagged relationship with the business cycle, credit risk, and the ongoing adjustment of financial and non-financial sector balance sheets. The annual growth rate of loans to households remained stable at 1.4% in January 2016. Overall, the monetary policy measures in place since June 2014 have clearly improved borrowing conditions for firms and households, as well as credit flows across the euro area. To sum up, a cross-check of the outcome of the economic analysis with the signals coming from the monetary analysis confirmed the need for further monetary stimulus in order to secure a return of inflation rates towards levels that are below but close to 2% without undue delay. Monetary policy is focused on maintaining price stability over the medium term and its accommodative stance supports economic activity. However, in order to rip the full benefits from our monetary policy measures, other policy areas must contribute decisively. Given continued high structural unemployment and low potential output growth in the euro area, the ongoing cyclical recovery should be supported by effective structural policies. In particular, actions to raise productivity and improve the business environment, including the provision of an adequate public infrastructure, are vital to increase investment and boost job creation. The swift and effective implementation of structural reforms in an environment of accommodative monetary policy will not only lead to higher sustainable economic growth in the euro area, but will also make the euro area more resilient to global shocks. As indicated by the European Commission, the implementation of country-specific recommendations continued to be fairly limited in 2015. Reform efforts thus need to be stepped up in the majority of euro area countries. Fiscal policies should support the economic recovery while remaining in compliance with the fiscal rules of the European Union. Full and consistent implementation of the Stability and Growth Pact is crucial to maintain confidence in the fiscal framework. At the same time, all countries should strive for a more growth-friendly composition of fiscal policies. We are now at your disposal for questions. Mr. Speziale. Mr. President, Alessandro Speciale from Bloomberg News. Um, my first question is about 
um, the forward guidance that you have given uh, that rates will be lower for a long time also after the end of asset purchases. Is the duration of the new TLTRO to be looked uh, at in this respect? And uh, this will also extend to uh, past the end of your mandate, if I'm not mistaken, or almost. And, um, and my second question would be, when you say lower, um, uh, how low uh, can this be? I know that this has changed uh, a lot in the past few years as new horizons have opened for monetary policy, but um, do you have an idea? Are you approaching a limit or you still have an ample room to go? And, uh, and that's two questions ready. Yeah. Well, on, on the um, on the Teltro, I just can give you a sort of a brief overview of what this uh, operation is. Uh, keeping in mind that there's going to be a press briefing at uh, 4 today, uh, for today for all the further technical details that you may, may be interested. Now, the Teltros are refinancing operations that provide loans to banks with a long maturity, and banks are given additional incentives to lend on the funds received. The key features of our Teltro program are the following. We will offer four operations, one each quarter, starting June 2016 until March 2017. The maturity of the operations will be four years each, so that the last Teltro II will mature in March 2021. Banks will pay the MRO rate at the time of bidding, so right now it's zero. And they may even get a reduction on that rate, which increases with the amount of loans they grant. So the maximum reduction will bring the rate on the Teltro II to the level of the deposit facility rate at the time of bidding. The amount that banks can borrow is linked to the amount of loans they have on their balance sheet. So a bank that's very active in granting loans to the real economy can borrow more than a bank that concentrates on other activities. So the full list of features uh, is uh, in uh, the press release that uh, will be published after this press conference. So why did we decide to have another series of Teltros? Well, some of the main reasons are loan growth in the euro area is being recovering now for quite a time, but it's still too low. Also, Teltro II uh, will, and uh, we, we had actually a pretty successful experience with the first Teltro, so we expect that Teltro II will offer attractive long-term funding conditions to banks to further ease private sector credit conditions and to stimulate credit creation. I think this is quite important now. Also, it provides funding certainty. Let's not forget, it's a four years operation at an attractive price in an environment 
of increasing volatility and also an environment of large upcoming bond redemptions, bank bond redemptions. So banks face sizable forthcoming funding needs, and so this occurs in an environment where the pricing of bank debt is volatile and uncertain. So we, we think that uh, in conjunction with all the other measures, standard and non-standard in place, the Stelter II will contribute to a return of inflation rates to an objective of close but below 2% over the medium term. Thank you. I'm sorry? Well, I, uh, yes, well, if you, that's a how low we can we go. That's on the, um, let me say that the rates will stay low, very low, for a long period of time, and well past the horizon of our purchases. From today's perspective, and taking into account the support of our measures to growth and inflation, we don't anticipate that it will be necessary to reduce rates further. Of course, new facts can change the situation and the outlook. Let me also add that the experience we had with negative rates, in our case at least, has been very positive in easing financing conditions and in the transmission of these better financing conditions to the real economy. We're also aware that, uh, oh, by the way, here there are different views about whether negative rates have affected or how they affect the profitability of the banking system. Uh, we can discuss this later. But um, let me ask you, let me tell you, does it mean that any negative rate will be positive? Does it mean that we can go as negative as we want? without having any consequence on the banking system? The answer is no. And um, you probably know that we've discussed uh, for some time the possibility of having a tiering system, so an exemption system from for this operation. And in the end, the Governing Council decided not to uh, exactly for the purpose of uh, not signaling that we can go as low as we want on this. So the Governing Council is uh, uh, basically, although it gives a positive judgment about the past experience, is increasingly aware of the complexities that this measure entails. Uh, as, as I said before, uh, we think, and we have numbers that show, and the Vice President is particularly well documented on this, that the aggregate profitability